Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Why don't I start? Huh? The simplest way to put it? I have problems. Uh, I worry about diseases, so uh, I have trouble touching things. Uh, in public places, it's, it's uh, almost impossible. I have a real big problem moving. Talk about moving. As long as I'm in my apartment, I'm okay. But when I want to go out, I get weird. Talk about weird. Talk about weird. Well, I get dizzy spells, nausea, cold sweats, hot sweats, fever, blisters, difficulty breathing, difficulty swallowing, blurred vision, involuntary trembling, dead hands, numb lips, fingernail sensitivity, pelvic discomfort. So the real question is, what is the crisis, Bob? What is it that you are truly afraid of? What if my heart stops beating? What if I'm looking for a bathroom, I can't find it, and my bladder explodes. Hey everybody, welcome back to Marriage and Martinis. This is Adam and Danielle. Say hi. Hi. And that was a clip from What About Bob, one of Bill Murray's funniest movies. Um, but it was um, about a topic that we're very familiar with, which is OCD. And it takes a humorous take on the disorder, but we're here to talk about well, the does reality. he have OCD in the movie or just it, anxiety? Like, no, he has a severe OCD. Oh, okay. I haven't seen it in so long. Yeah. It's worth a watch. It's a really great, funny movie. Um, well, anything with him in it is right. amazing. But again, you know, having OCD is not a funny thing to have. But watching oh, well, the movie. Oh, you have to use humor. Yes. And, and he does it in the right way. And just from that clip, you can tell where it was headed in that movie. Um, so how do you want to? start this like how do we want to get going okay well um i think anybody who follows my blog where they have is my handbook um, knows that i've been extremely open with the fact that um i have severe ocd um i've you know had it um in a, a mild sense all the way to a completely debilitating degree uh depending on the time of life that you know that we're talking about uh but um yeah, so, you know, I, I think that it's important and even as far as it affects everything um, that, you know, marriage, parenting, uh, friendships, 
um, other family issues, every, just everything you do, uh, if you have OCD or anxiety or any mental um, health disorder, you know that um, your, your life is just, it's different. It's just, um, you know, you have a different sort of take on, on everything. You're, you're dealing with everything in a, in a different way. So um, I thought it'd be a good idea. This is something I want to talk about a lot. And um, I figured, you know, well, we're still a new-ish podcast and people are getting to know us. This is... Uh, and we're an honest podcast. And an honest podcast, so yeah. So we're willing uh, to talk about... Of course. But but, um, but what I was going to say is that, you know, it, look, if people are just getting to know us and they're knowing, you know, they're getting to know all these other aspects of us and the humor and, um, you know, the, um, the whatever, we've shared stuff about our sex life already. Like, you can't know me and not know about this because this is just part of who I am. It's just enmeshed in my DNA. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, so I wanted to, um, you know, to talk a little bit about it and I don't know how uh, articulate I'm going to be able to be because not because I'm bothered by it. I mean, you know, I certainly, uh, sometimes when I talk about it, I get emotional, but more the sense that, uh, when it's been happening to me, it, it often almost feels like an out of body experience. So you almost, you can't describe it almost, um, you know, so I'm going to try my best and, uh, yeah. So, yeah. And anybody out there who doesn't have OCD like myself living with somebody with OCD, it's, it's very, all right. So we're going to be talking about a lot of things that Danielle has gone through with her disability, it's uh, not a disability with her illness, illness, um, Right. So it's, it, it doesn't make sense to anybody who can't understand what this is all about. Well, so, it's funny because you, you, you showed that clip about what about Bob and he's talking about all these things and you laugh like what right. if my bladder bursts what if this, right. and you're laughing. But I'm kind of like, no, I, I like Correct. it's humorous. But well, that's my point. That's to someone with OCD. It, it kind of is on point. Right. Like, you that's think what I'm about trying things, to say is right. that it's it's. Uh, it, it, it makes no sense. There's no rationality behind any of it. You're not going to understand. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get it. 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 There's no. Again, no rationale behind it. You just have to. We'll get into all that. Right. You, and I you, also you just have to understand. Yes. And I. I have anxiety. You've dealt with anxiety before. Um. You know. We're both. We've been honest that we're both on Zoloft. Um. You know. I. I know a ton of people on Zoloft. Um. You know. Or. Or Prozac. Or. You know. Luvox or whatever it is that, that people are taking. Um, but basically, the, it's all also about we got to get rid of this stigma. It's so dumb. It's so dumb that we're all, you know, uh, that there's judgment still about it. And, um, you know, it's it's an illness like any other. And, uh, and we're, you know, I'm still a productive, functioning human being. And, um, and, you know, I, I think that to judge somebody for it is um, says a lot more about you than about them. So if somebody's going to judge right. me out there for it, then go for it. Yeah. But uh, but I don't think I think that, that you know, from what everything that I've experienced with the blog and the people I've met already through the podcast and everything, I'm not worried about that. Right. Seems no. like we have some Listen, super cool we're people all listening. We're fucked up in one way or another. Yes, right? we are. I mm-hmm. think so. Cheers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, cheers. I'll drink. I'll, I'll drink to that. Yeah. Uh, okay, so um, I mean, 
just should I give a little bit of my should, where should I start? Should I start with my story or should I should I give a little bit of uh, background about OCD on the whole so that people... why don't why don't you start kind of before I even met you like mm-hmm. what you know about it? What did you mm-hmm. even? I don't think I got it till I met you. So <laughs> that makes funny. sense. Wow. God, I never thought of that before. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Uh, no, I... Um, kind of like I never had anxiety until I met you. <laughs> true. That's true. Well, you never had feelings uh, until you true. met me, so... Um, Fuck feelings. I don't like this no. thing. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> Fuck feelings. Yeah. Oh. I was doing great without feelings. Right, exactly. Yeah. You're, you're like, you are, you literally are like the Dexter 2.0. Honestly... If I ever had to, I've I've been asked asked this before. Mm-hmm. Um, if you ever had to like try to pick a a movie movie star, TV star, TV show star, or whoever that you can relate to, yours is Dexter. Dexter, that's fucked up. It's fucked up. Mm-hmm. I never want to kill anybody, kinda. Um, mm-hmm. But I I get the whole like, you know what this is probably for another episode right like I love how you're going to turn this into being yeah, about you no I'm not yeah Yo, you, you said it not me okay. so um, let's just say and leave it at that I can relate to Dexter okay. <laughs> we'll leave you with that yeah ladies leave and it gentlemen. at that <laughs> uh, and people wonder why I have a mental illness okay. Uh, Okay, so uh, I'm going to give a little bit of uh, just I, listen. I'm not a doctor. Um, I've said that before. I am not, you know, a specialist. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a psychologist. Um, God, I'm, you know, I'm just someone who knows a lot about it by the virtue of the fact that I've dealt with it for so long and I've tried to educate myself about it, which I think is, um, you know, something that you, you need to do if you, it's the first step I think to getting better is to know what you're dealing with. So, um, all right. So OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, um, it's an anxiety disorder, which people have, you know, unwanted or repeated thoughts. There's two parts. There's the obsessive part and there's the compulsive part so the obsessive part is sort of the mental part you can't get a thought out of your head I mean not just like a regular you know where you're thinking about something at night and it's keeping you up for a little bit and then you fall back to sleep I mean it's to you know a whole other level Uh, and then you you uh, have these behaviors based on the thought you know if I don't touch this door handle seven times in a row or it's usually even numbers eight times in a row um, I am you know someone's going to get sick and you know whatever it is the thought that you have there's some kind of um you know completely disassociated behavior that you need to do to sort of try to diminish the thought but it never works doesn't matter how many times you do it um so you engage in behaviors or mental acts in response to these thoughts and obsessions Uh, often the person carries out the behaviors to reduce the impact or get rid of the obsessive thought but it only brings temporary relief Nothing actually gets rid of it. You could do something as many times, you know, you could do something a thousand times um, and you're still going to have the same thought. So this is like in <clears throat> with uh, Jack Nicholson, as good as, as, it, good gets, as it gets, right, mm-hmm. where he has to lock the door six mm-hmm. times, whatever the number was. He has to uh, sit he, in the same place at the restaurant, right. have the same waitress. Yeah, I mean, it's all. He it's, uses it, like a bar, like three bars of soap every time he washes yep, his hands. He yep. has to touch the bar of soap to the mirror before yep. he does. Like, Absolutely. Right. It's okay. all very real. It's right. all, I mean, you know, it's a movie, but it is, I identify with it. Right. Um, OCD affects about 2.2 million American adults. And, uh, you know, it's it can be 
it, you you're usually also are accompanied by other uh, mental illnesses too because you know you get depressed because this is what your life has become that you're ruled by this disorder uh, you could have eating disorders not on purpose but um, I can vouch for that because you know I used to go days without eating just because I thought something was gonna hurt me or um, make me ill so I just wouldn't eat it had nothing even to do with trying to lose weight or no. anything like that um, I haven't seen that well you weren't there, <laughs> Uh, it strikes men and women in roughly equal numbers and usually appears in childhood, adolescence, or early adulthood. One third of adults with OCD developed symptoms as children. Um, so, uh, and that, you know, it does run in families. Uh-huh. So, you know, it is, it, it is genetic. Um, so, and uh, although they it can uh, develop in early years, it really starts to manifest more in, you know, early adulthood um, you know, late teens, early twenties. So, uh, so that's a little bit about, is there a reason for that? Like, why does it develop so late in your life? Like, well, that's not so late in your life. I mean, that's pretty early in your life. I mean, well, in your developing life. Well, I think that what happens, you know, I think when you're a kid, um, you know, you only have so many worries and you only have so much, uh, you know, yeah, to, but I don't think these are like we said before. Th- these aren't rational. Yeah, they're not rational I worries. I think as you they're as not... you're out in the world, and I think as you um, are more uh, aware of um, you know just uh, reality in general, I think it probably gets worse okay. as you have more you know as you have more things to to worry about, or maybe it's your serotonin level. A lot of it has to do with your serotonin. Your, uh, if you have OCD or anxiety disorders, mental health disorders, your serotonin, which is, you know, quote unquote, like the happy chemical, um, is off balance. Mm-hmm. So something is wrong there. So it is a chemical imbalance, like for real. Oh, sure. I mean, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, all right. So I'll tell you a little bit about my uh, my story, my background. So I, you know, I don't know when I, when my OCD really developed. I know that, you know, uh when I was the first I, I can remember of it really is in high school that I had traces of it. I I had the checking where, uh, you know, I would check things constantly. I had a bit of hypochondria um, and um, but nothing was so overwhelming that it was ruining my life. I was still able to go out and have a good time and, um, you know, work and uh, do my schoolwork and everything. Nothing was it wasn't super debilitating um, in college is when it really started to be more serious. So um, my first real memory of it um, being sort of um, out of whack was uh, I was in New York City. I went to New York University for um, for college. And uh, that was kind of when the AIDS epidemic was sort of big. And um, I would see, um, you know, news stories about somebody on the subway got injected with HIV or, um, you know, something, you know, somebody got HIV from some random uh, you know, place, and I became obsessed with. I would go on the subway because I couldn't afford cabs. Uh, I would go on the subway, and I would just be convinced that I had. Yeah. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
um, you know, that even if it made no sense that I had definitely, you know, someone had injected me with something or, and it abs- it makes absolutely no sense. Um, and I just became, you know, obsessed with the fact that, you know, I was going to be the one person to like get AIDS and get. Is it true that people back then were really like injecting people with AIDS? Because well, I heard about that. Yes. I, I think it did, you know, listen, maybe it happened Like standing once on a subway. Yeah. yeah. Maybe there was one story, but I took that one story right. as it's going to happen to me. Of course. Which obviously makes no sense. Right. Um, and I'm sure when I told people about it, they were like, what? the hell like what you know what is going on with her um but i legitimately was like up at night worrying i went and got aids tests and i you know it wasn't it was it made it was not rational at all but that is what this illness is yeah nothing about this illness is rational right yeah absolutely it doesn't make sense no so um so that was sort of my first you know um and then i think i i I think I saw a psychiatrist and uh, I went on medication, but you know, I was in college. I wasn't very responsible and I wanted to party and they couldn't, they told me I couldn't drink and take medication. And you know, like I, it was just all kinds of, uh, you know, stuff that kept me probably from being on a more regimented, um, you know, like, so, um, so it, it, I don't know how much it helped. I went on medicine, but I wasn't taking it, you know, religiously. Uh, and then um, I think, you know, I, I I had traces of it for through college. And then after college, um, I think I started on medication and going to a therapist more, regular, more regularly. And it was controllable. I definitely still had it, but it was under control. Uh, and then um, what, what really set it off was uh, before Adam and I, before you and I were – uh, trying to have a baby uh, that my OB said to me, um, you need to go off your medicine. You can't be pregnant and be on an SSRI. Uh, it'll, you know, you, you just can't do it. Um, and I listened because, you know, here I was well, like... a doctor, right? Well, yeah, it's a doctor <laughs> I mean, and I was young. I was, you yeah. know, 26 years old. And um, I, I just figured, well, he must know. And I, I didn't do any more research than that. Um, I didn't talk to another doctor. I just took his word for it which was a mistake, um, I, I realize now, but, uh, I mean, or I realized soon after. So I went off my medicine immediately, and um, it just put me over the edge. Like, it completely, like, I, I went into a tailspin, out of control, and I got pregnant very quickly. Um, so then I was pregnant and dealing with an extremely debilitating case of OCD. Mm-hmm. Um and, uh, yeah, I, 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 within, you know, a couple months of going off my medication, I was, um, non-functioning. I, you know, I was, uh, obsessed with the fact that I was going to do something to lose the baby. Um, I didn't want to eat because I was, you know, uh, convinced that everything was contaminated. I washed my hands probably upwards of, you know, 75 times a day no matter what if I touch something I had to wash my hands if I just everything um to the point where I moved out living with you and I moved in with my parents Mm -hmm. and they kind of like took care of me for a couple months um I quit my job I I could not function and and I could not handle and you could not handle it I never experienced anything like this in my life Mm -hmm. I didn't even know what OCD was right and I couldn't grasp 
what was going on. Like, I thought you were just going insane. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't know how to handle it. And, you know, like you said, we were young. I was yeah. young. Mm-hmm. We were both immature. Well, and we had already dealt with a very rocky few, first year Correct. of marriage. Right. So. We probably shouldn't have been trying for a baby <laughs> at that point. I don't know what that was about. But um, I don't think, you know, I think we knew a lot of people who had taken like a year for to get pregnant. I think we were probably thinking it was going to take a long time. I don't know how much we were thinking. Right, right. <laughs> it's like, right. Yeah, we're married. It's supposed to have a baby. Let's have a baby. Yeah, yeah. you know. Right. It so seemed, seemed fun. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was a great idea. Uh huh. Um, so I I didn't know how to handle it. I was you know um, a little bit selfish, um, you know, at that point, and didn't want to deal with it just because I didn't get it or try to understand it. And it was just so foreign to me. Like it was I, – I didn't know what to do. And mm-hmm. it just caused us to separate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not not separate in – you know, we didn't we didn't fall apart. We didn't, you know, we leave each other. Uh, we I think I thought close. the whole time that you were going to leave me. Well, it was – felt- If I hadn't have – if I wasn't – I think I also at a certain point was like, oh, my God, if I lose this baby now, he's definitely going to leave me. Like, that was kind of the only thing I felt like, you know, keeping I, you... I don't even remember what I felt. I, I just remember yeah, well, feeling like, I can't handle this. I just I just remember feeling like, um, you know, God, you know, not only do I not want to lose the baby because, you know, I, I'm, number one, going to feel guilty because I'm going to feel like it's because I'm so screwed up and I've, you know, been so terrible. Number two, um, you know, I don't want to lose the baby because I want to be a mom. And number three, uh, you know, my husband's going to leave me. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, those were probably the three, you know, things I was thinking and it was just completely overwhelming. So luckily, um, you know, my parents, my sister, um, you know, my brother, everybody kind of pitched in when you didn't. (laughs) Yeah. Listen. Yeah. Uh, you come from a family of, you have OCD in your family. Well, no, nobody had ever experienced this. This was, no, 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 no. We have OCD in my family. I was, this was way more than anybody had dealt with. No, I think that, um, you know, you kind of like abandoned me a little bit. No, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Looking back. Right. I like to think if it happened now, it would be completely different. I mean, come on. Well, yeah, I hope so. (laughs) Really? Yes. I just, you know, yes. Yes, I hope so. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, at a certain point they were like, we have to take her to a different doctor. And thank goodness they did. And the other doctor was like, that is ridiculous. You can absolutely be on an SSRI. You need to go back on now. Uh, have you explained what SSRI is? You said it a couple of times. Uh, yeah. And SSRI is basically, you know, it, it's, uh, it, it improves your serotonin levels. It gets them back into, you know, the chemical imbalance that you have going on. And again, I'm not a doctor. Nobody should take my yeah. word for anything as being the final word, uh, other than the fact that I've dealt with it. I've done a lot of research. Um, my father is a doctor. He did a lot of research when I was going through it. You know, um, we, we were very on top of it once we figured out what we needed to do. And I have three kids who could go through it themselves. So I've done even more research about it since having kids. And other than that, though, again, I haven't gone to medical school, nothing. Mm-hmm. So um, I um, – yeah, so I went uh, and I uh, thankfully found a doctor who said your health is just as important as the baby's. 
and um, you know, and it's there have been studies done, and if you go on Zoloft or Prozac or there are a few other medications that have been tested, uh, you know, you, you'll be fine. Your baby will be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I eased back on, and it took a while because number one, you know, to go completely off medication, it takes a little while to get back, you know, on, uh, you know, on your, um, to, to get your levels, you know, back. Well, it fucks you up to all of a sudden just be like medication to nothing. Right. Absolutely. I mean, that's yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, and um, then. Um, I think on top of that, you know, listen, I had all these other hormones going on because I was pregnant and I was pregnant with a girl, which probably fucked me up even yeah. more because my estrogen was probably <laughs> off oh the charts. God. And um, if anybody wants to buy estrogen, we have extra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, um, you know, I through it all. It, it was a nightmare. It was an absolute nightmare. It was. To the point where there, you know, there were times when I was like, uh, you know, I probably wanted to 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 end it all, but I didn't because I was pregnant. Um, it was awful. So um, yeah, so you know, I would say um, for people who, I, I think the the hard part is is that had it been talked about more, had I known more about it, had I uh, had a doctor who was more sensitive, had I, um, you know. Uh, gotten out there and and done some research and like I said I was so young uh, maybe it would have worked out differently for me and certainly my next two pregnancies were um you know completely uh different and uh you know then maybe it would have um it would have been a better experience for me but I certainly you know my first pregnancy uh was uh, it was you know not what not what a pregnancy should be no Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. And I think that more people are coming forward and saying, um, you know, I know Howard Stern talks about it some, that he had uh, OCD uh, pretty badly. And, um, you know, I I know that there are other people out there. I'm not thinking of them right now. But, oh, uh, Howie Mandel has talked about it, that he had uh, bad OCD. And, you know, I think that's what we need. We need people to come forward and say, you know, um, listen, uh, you know, I have it. And, and I think a lot of people do that with anxiety now, and especially with postpartum depression. And um, I think, you know, anxiety certainly and postpartum depression are, are linked. Um, but I, I think that uh, there's a whole misconception about, um, uh, you know, the fact that if people are pregnant or uh, and I don't know where it stands with nursing now. I think now you can even nurse on medication, although you, you should double check that. But I was told I couldn't um, again, and I didn't I didn't double check it. And honestly, I was so worried about my mental health, and I knew I needed sleep and everything, um, that I didn't breastfeed. And I, I was like, what's going to make me a better mom, breastfeeding or 
getting a little bit more sleep and, you know, um, not, there's a lot of emotional stuff involved, breastfeeding and breastfeeding is wonderful. And I'm a hundred percent for it if that's what you choose to do. But, uh, I also think that's another, you know, that's a huge, uh, uh, stigma too, you know, women who don't breastfeed. Um, mm-hmm. and that's a whole other podcast. I yeah. feel like we could go through that, but, um, I did not breastfeed and I did not breastfeed because I was like, what is going to make me a better mom? And I knew myself, I knew what I needed and I did not breastfeed right. and I didn't let anybody. And I had a lot of people telling me you need to breastfeed. Right. Just like I had a lot of people telling me you can't be on an SSRI when you're pregnant. And at a certain point you got to say, Oh my God, like what, no, who are these people telling like, this is my body and my life mm-hmm. and my baby and my, you know, future. Well, and- they, they told you to get off medication while you were pregnant mm-hmm. and that fucked you up. Mm-hmm. You went back onto your medication and you were much better. Mm-hmm. You didn't breastfeed. Our and kid- we have three very and the beautiful, kids are- healthy Fine. kids. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I say it all the time. I was breastfeed. My brother and my sister were not. I have horrible OCD. <laughs> my brother and my sister don't. Right. Not to say that that means that you shouldn't breastfeed or whatever. I'm just saying, like, there's no right. You know, you you can't. And and yes, there's been studies done about right. breastfeeding. We could go on about this all day. What I'm saying is, just do. You know, you you got to listen to your body, and you have to listen to your mind, and you have to think about. At the end of the day, these kids aren't raising your kids. You are. These kids aren't living your life for you. You are. Don't listen to anybody but yourself, your family, and your doctor. Mm -hmm. And the right doctor. The right doctor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the right family. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because sometimes Mm -hmm. you get the wrong info Mm -hmm. from your family too. (laughs) You you know, find the people around you who who understand. And, you know, I have friends who uh, during it had no idea what was going on. And, you know, and I completely cut myself off from everything because – I wouldn't use the phone. I didn't leave the house. I didn't. I mean, for probably a three month period, I was my own. I was a prisoner, pretty much. I was my own prisoner. Well, like, are you getting into that stuff too, or no? I don't know what that means. Like the phone stuff and the weird. I mean, yeah, sure. I'll talk about any of it, but at a certain point, it's like, okay, enough already. We get it. Okay, but um, all right, no, no need, no need. Okay, right. I, I think just everything. It didn't matter. Like I was the. MVP of like, right. like we couldn't OCD. have we, we we couldn't have a landline phone in the house because right. yes you thought you woke up in, in the middle of the night picked up the phone and dialed nine one one and yeah called on yourself God, I didn't even remember that yeah, yeah. like so we there were have, so many yeah. things so we couldn't have a phone in the house because you thought in the middle of the night you picked it up and called nine one one on yourself. Right. Because you burned the house down, right? Or you right, killed right, the kids, right, right, or right. you whatever. No, that was it. Was wasn't when the kids were born. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm not remembering correctly. Yeah. Then. So got it like, all. Just so irrational, like yeah. Crazy. I was um like yeah. I was fucking amazing at OCD. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> I was yeah, like the star. Awesome I was never OCD. the star player at anything. <laughs> if there was an OCD team. Right. And we were in the Olympics. There needs to be an Olympic OCD team. <laughs> oh my God, you should be the captain. I would be amazing. Right. We, even Yo, before I would the kids, represent. If you remember this story, before the kids, when we first got married, oh boy, we were we moving go. into each, we were moving in with each other. Mm-hmm. We were at the Short Hills Mall in New Jersey mm-hmm. at Williams Sonoma. Do you need to like give the specifics of? Yes, the, I do. Uh, okay, because they need to understand. Because if it happens to them, I want them to know. Uh, it's not going to be the same thing. It's a public to them. service. 
It's a public service announcement. <laughs> it's an after-school special. We were moving into our first place, and I was so excited to go buy things for the place. You know, stupid towels and whatever, you know, waffle makers and all this shit. And I was looking at you the whole time like, why are you not having fun? Like, this is so much fun. We should be, you know. And we left, and, you're, and you looked at me, and you said, I think I turned the thermostat all the way up. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to burn the whole mall down and kill everybody. Right, like accidentally. Yeah. Well, it is. It's like a... Um, and I said, like, what? I know. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you mean? Like, first of all, I didn't I didn't, I didn't, even know OCD was a three-letter thing. I didn't get it. Like, so I didn't even know it existed. I didn't know what it was. So my wife-to-be says to me, I'm, I, I think I'm burning the whole mall down because I turned the thermostat up in Williams-Sonoma mm-hmm. all the way up to the top. And... All I wanted to do was buy towels. And, like, <laughs> I, I, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. So I'm like, all right, let's just go home because you're not having fun. Mm-hmm. So this is not fun for me. Let's just leave. And then we had to go back to the mall. No, I think ma- I think my, our brother-in-law called. Gideon called the mall. Oh, okay. So sure. you called. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you – this was so long ago. Mm-hmm. You called our brother-in-law, your, mm-hmm. your, our brother-in-law, and said – can you go back, call them all and find out, mm-hmm. did it burn down <laughs> or something? <laughs> I know, and it sounds funny, but you know, it really is like uh, you're, you hallucinate almost. Yeah. You know with every fiber of your being uh, that you didn't do that, and that's not who you are, and you don't you know do things like that. Um, and it's called actually scrupulosity, I think is the term. Uh, it's been a long time since I said it, but uh, you know, another thing about mental illness and OCD is like, we're very like uh uh you know caring sympathetic um population like we're always worried about what we're worried about is that god did we hurt somebody else did we you know like serial killers don't suffer from like you know scrupulosity like nobody you know like well, we're that's that's my more train of thought like <laughs> i'm more the serial killer here <laughs> right but what i'm saying is like you know we Like I'm Dexter. We're such. We're we're so worried about causing issues, and you know, like we know we would never hurt anybody, you know. But at the same time, uh, it's it it is. It's like a um, a hallucination that you have that you're you're you actually as as much as with every fiber of your being, you know, you would never do that. With every fiber of your being, you you tell yourself that you did it. It's like the the craziest dichotomy like yeah. it's the craziest yeah, you can't wrap your head around, you, you, you can't no but it's it. very real it. it's you very real yes to you to anybody else it's psychotic right yeah yes so it's it's hard like yeah. anybody listening out there if you guys are like newly met newly wed newly whatever and somebody is going through this like you gotta try to understand this because you can't it doesn't make sense and, it took and you me. need to say to them, uh, you know, if you really love this person and if you think, you know, look, first of all, I want to say, number one, it, it's all temporary. Like this too shall pass. Like for real, it doesn't last a lifetime. If oh, Thank God for you. It did. Well, I treated it. Right. I got the help I needed. I got on medication and a lot of people don't want to do medication. And I can't tell anybody what to do. Right. Uh, if you are not going on medication because you think you're going to be judged please rethink that. Like that is not a reason to go, not to go on medication. If you're trying to prove something to yourself, then have those people listen to this podcast and, um, you know, see that 
this is a real thing that people talk that people go through and um that you know there's listen i you know i am now and i we have a i have i'm in a a successful marriage i have three kids we live in a beautiful home we have a, a wonderful life we have great friends we live a very full life and uh i'm no less of a successful functioning human being than anybody else i've had some blips and it's been hard but anybody who doesn't go through hard times you know i think that there's something there that's everybody goes through hard times mine happened to be because of a mental illness other people's happened to be because of something else but um it's all in how you deal with it and it's all in that you want to get better and that's your main goal uh and nobody else should be allowed to determine how you decide to deal with something that is on that is you that is all about you and this is your life and your happiness and uh you know when it comes to pregnancy breastfeeding motherhood uh you know your marriage everything you're in charge don't you don't let anybody else tell you what to do that's you 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 don't and that's on them if they want to judge fine then you, you let them go live their life but that's not a reason to uh to not you know to make a decision nobody else should determine that but you and that's that's what i have to say about that and Okay. You know, and I'm willing if people want to know more, if they want to, um, you know, if if I, I'll share anything, I don't care if it's going to help somebody or uh, make somebody's uh, marriage or pregnancy or, you know, new moms, postpartum, anything. I've dealt with it all. So, yeah, if you it, listen, if you guys have any questions, contact us. Yeah. Or contact Danielle. Absolutely. Uh, we're more than listen, privately, we won't speak to anybody about anything you're saying like oh ask of course any questions you have mm-hmm. because we've both gone through well danielle you know mostly with this well, but as a thing. husband as a spouse i mean I yeah think even if yeah listen if you're a guy out there and your wife is dealing with this or e- even the opposite if you're a woman and your man is going through this thing contact me and you know if you want to talk about how to deal with your spouse going through this it's been a lot of years. I can mm-hmm. try to help you as much as I can. I mean, yeah, and I think that I still deal with this every tough. day. It's t- it, listen, and and yeah, we do too. Like it's it's a constant battle every day for both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, look, we both have our issues, and we have to deal with them every day. And I think you know, through medication, through talking to each other, through doctors or through whatever it is we deal with it and we get through it right and but we deal with it it doesn't end but we deal with it mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. absolutely i think that's the key but uh i certainly you know the people who are in my life now are in my life now because they know everything about me and are like i love you anyway or you not, know i well, love you because anyway. of right yeah yeah so um and i have no you know what do i have to be embarrassed about like i you know, I, I kind of feel like it's kind of fucking badass that I had this issue and I dealt with it and I got better. And yeah. that's how people should look at it. Like, you have an issue and you deal with it and you do what you have to do to get past it. You're fucking badass. Yeah. So wait, can we lighten this up at all? Like, you what? have like an OCD drinking game or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like we got to like. All right, this was very intense. Yes. For us. Yes. We should like do like a. 
almost like a Cards Against Humanity kind of thing, real quick. <laughs> like, like an OCD version? How do you do is that? there such a thing? I don't know. We but we need to lighten one. this up a little bit towards the end. I don't know. I, I don't know what the <laughs> right light in the mood kind of thing right. is. But just, um, just end it. Like on a down note. I don't know. <laughs> I um. Yeah, I, I don't know how to lighten the mood for this except to say, you know, that um, if you're going through it or if you're anxious or anything at all, um, you got to have a sense of humor about it. I mean, you absolutely have to, uh, you know. And that's really easy to say now for somebody who's going through it yeah. today because there's no sense of humor for them right now. Right. I think that was the really the low point for me. The lowest point was in and, and I, you know, I love to laugh and I think I, I like to think I'm funny. I know you don't think I'm funny, but I like to think I'm funny. Somebody said you were funny. Somebody did say yeah. was funny. That's, I saw you got a message saying, hey, of my life. Danielle, yeah, you're, you're funny. funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was, uh, was a shining moment for no, me. That was very strange. This <laughs> bizarre. Uh, but I would say, um, you know, if you're in a point where you're not able to laugh, um, you know, that that's always the, the key to say, it's oh, time for shit, help. I got to do something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's time for something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On that note, mm. let's end this. Or okay. do something to make it funny. I, I, I didn't prepare anything to make <laughs> yeah, it funny. No. I was too busy trying to get some kind of statistics going on because I needed to sound uh, somewhat, you know, like I knew what I was talking about. Right. But you did. Uh, you did good. <sighs> Proud of you. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, I hope, if nothing else, that people will say, oh, my God, if this fucked up girl can tell everybody what's going on with her, then, right. oh, my God, I can do it, too. Uh, yeah. And we need to do a whole, I need to do a whole postpartum and breastfeeding thing, too, because the two are hand in hand. And I certainly, uh, I think I had more, more postpartum after my first child than I was willing to admit. Uh, but we, I need to do a whole whole thing on that too. But uh, I don't know. All you people out there who are dealing with this, I don't know. Uh, you're, you're my tribe. Keep trucking. I love you. And you're awesome. And just, just do what you got to do. Don't listen to anybody else. That's all I can say. These fucking doctors who tell you that you shouldn't be doing this or shouldn't be doing that. You know what? When this guy was telling me that, I should have been like, where is your fucking vulva? Where? (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like, where's your uterus, motherfucker? So that's what I got to say about that. (laughs) (laughs) Talk that shit. All right, then. All right. Yo. 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 Are you woke yet? This is whack. Are you woke? (laughs) Okay. All right. No. All right. So this was our, you know serious ish episode well, no, to let more serious yeah, episodes. informative like helper podcast mm-hmm. and if anybody wants to join to my people. olympic ocd team <laughs> <laughs> we are gonna kill it yeah at the next right. games kill it <laughs> so uh we're training starts soon start washing your all hands all right okay okay all right enough of that start yeah uh, start checking let's just let them start go. seeing if your coffee maker's off you're say goodbye your flat iron <laughs> just start checking okay yeah love you tell all. them the stuff what tell them the stuff what stuff like you know oh marriage and martini facebook and blah 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 yeah 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 but it's yeah. important so not blah 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 yeah blah. 
Yeah. Right? Facebook, Instagram, Instagram, Marriage and Martinis. Martinis. Marriage and Martinis at gmail.com. And so I think you'll see the one picture of pregnant I have of me because it's the only picture I would allow getting taken. Right. I'll post that. I have one pregnant okay. picture of me. I had three pregnancies. Well, I had four pregnancies. I had a miscarriage. But How did we deal with it all? Like, I mean, I'm drinking my fourth Cosmo. So. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, life is fucking hard. Yeah, but it's fun. Yeah, at times it yeah. is. At times it's not. But you live for the good times and you get through the bad times. And, you know, I think even when I was dealing with OCD, I feel like uh, I I think I think about, you know what? Here's what no, I'm going to say about that. Me. Yes. Here's what I'm going to say about that. Okay. I, when I was dealing with OCD, I was in a night, I mean, a literal nightmare 24-7. I didn't sleep for days. I couldn't fall asleep without my mom next to me. I was 27 years old and I couldn't fall asleep without my mom next to me. Uh, And I think now people say to me, uh, I don't get upset about much. Like I don't get mad at people very often. I don't have fights with my friends. I don't have fights with my siblings. Um, you know, people often say to me, like, uh, you know, you seem very laid back and you seem like you don't get concerned about much, the little things, and I'm not a type A. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I'm like, uh, nothing, like, what could bother me? Like, I've been through it all. Like, if something's going to bother me, it must be really fucking bad because, uh, I, you know, what I've dealt with, uh, it's, you know, it's been, it's been bad. So, uh, you know, so I think that when people say to me, oh, you seem so laid back, I say to myself, well, yeah, I seem laid back because, you know, when you've dealt with being a prisoner in your bedroom for three months, you kind of are like, oh, listen, somebody doesn't show up at my kid's birthday party or somebody, listen, it's okay. Mm -hmm. I'm cool with it. It's all good. Small scale stuff. Yeah. Right. And that's it. All right. Let's say goodbye. Well, well, well. Talk about, right? More of the stuff Absol- later? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Done.